Welcome to FitChicks Chat brought to you by FitChicks Academy, where we are dedicated to teaching you all about fitness, nutrition, and wellness, as well as how to build an incredibly successful business using our proven techniques and systems designed to get you certified, confident, successful, and get you results for yourself, your business, as well as your clients. Now, if you've ever wondered, how can I be successful as a coach? Where do I find my first client? How do I even build a business? Where do I begin? I want you to make sure to listen to the end of each episode so that you can hear inspiring stories from our graduates of the Fitchix Academy and hear how they signed their first clients, how they built their business of their dreams and paid back their tuition just weeks after graduating and how all of this is possible for you too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to FitChicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn, and on today's podcast, I am so lucky, so excited to have MJ Shaw join me. MJ is an amazing friend. She is an amazing entrepreneur. She's a fierce female in the industry, and I'm just so grateful to know you and to have you here to share your voice with our listeners. So thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. This is like deja vu. This is like... (laughs) I know. We have known each other for I don't even know how many years. Many, it's many been a while. Yeah. We, we spent our first few encounters in the VIP lounge at Molson Amphitheater watching concerts. <laughs> we did. We did. And then it evolved into so many other events yes. and activities throughout yes. the years. But now we're here because I want to hear a little bit more about what you're doing. I think that what you're doing in the fitness industry, what you're um, creating with Soulful, Soul Fuel Fitness is incredible. And I just want people to know a little bit more about you and what it is that you're doing, especially with this whole, and I know we're going to talk about this after, but with everything that's been going on with the pandemic, because you launched your gym at the start, basically of the pandemic, like you, yeah, we were open for six months. Yeah. You opened your studio and then everything got shut down. So we'll talk about that. But before we do, I'd love for you just to share sort of your story a little bit more with our listeners, tell them a little bit more about you and how you even got into the fitness industry. Because I know when I met you, you were more in the actor, actress kind of roles. Yeah. Uh, So I was an actor for 30 years. Uh, I started as a child actor. I got uh, picked up at a public speaking. I got signed by an agent in a public speaking um, competition. And uh, but I always danced as well throughout um, throughout that career. And when I went to theater school, I was uh, I was 18 when I started at U of T in Sheridan. I needed another job and I've been teaching dance back home. And and so I got certified at the time. It was 1996. I got certified <laughs> at the YMCA in group right. fitness to teach the aerobics. And uh, and so I, you know, I taught high low, I taught step. Um, and that was my part-time job at the university. So I started, you know, I was teaching dance there. So I started really teaching in 1996 in theater school. So then I got all sorts of certifications and then they helped certify me. So that, and and all along the way, you know, I'd go and do contracts or I'd go and do a film gig or I'd go and choreograph something, direct something. I, my, my return job was always fitness. Um, So I was never somebody that served tables on the sides. I always taught classes on the sides. And it, you know, it's just another form of theater as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's very much teaching a class. There's a large element of performance. So it never felt disassociated to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did feel uh, there was something about it that felt more authentic to me in the sense that you show up, there's these people there. Uh, you both want to experience this thing for betterment, you know, listen to music, move your body, um, get healthier, get happier. And, and then y- you, you walk away, there's 
this immediate energetic interaction and then you walk away and you get paid, which is very different than the entertainment <laughs> industry, which is often you walk into an audition room, you pour your soul, you've spent hours on sides, you, you leave your tears in the room and they're like, peace. You're number 75 on the list and you don't get the, and you don't get paid. And so as I started to get, uh, well, basically as I, you know, I met my husband who, um, who very much has a nine to five job. Uh, he's, um, you know, a senior officer in the military. Um, and then as I wanted to have children, uh, the, the, Things that felt more insecure to me or um, more indefinite um, were really of less interest. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm giving up a couple of great personal training clients to go to this audition. And I'm going to and I just didn't want to. Like, my manager would start to call me and be like, yes, there's a gig out in Sault Ste. Marie. And I'd be like, no, definitely not. (laughs) Like, no, 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 no. So I just realized my my lifestyle was changing um, and also just my what the way I wanted to live my life was very much changing. And so I really made the, at about 35, I started to make the shift from being like more of a full-time actor, director, choreography to um, really more of um, in my fitness expert world. Um, And I'd been always like, I'd never not taught. So it was not. um, I know. Well, you were actually the first person that we hired when we started FitChix. So you were actually our first trainer that we ever hired. So it's just, it's so interesting to me to see the evolution of where you have, where not like, because you didn't start with us, but you started with us for our company, but then just to see everything that you've created. Now, I just want to jump in before I ask the next question and just say, for anyone who's in the Sault Ste. Marie, it wasn't because you were hating on Sault Ste. Marie. You just don't want to travel there. We love you Sioux St. Marie is beautiful, actually. <laughs> it is. It's gorgeous. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everyone in the Sioux, don't worry. There was no shade thrown. It was just, she doesn't want to travel that way. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't want to stay somewhere for six weeks and not be True. with my husband and, you know. True. No, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that. Now We love the Sioux. So now, many great people from the Sioux. <laughs> now, from the like teaching aspect and then that transition, what made you kind of take that leap of faith, though, to actually open up your own studio, Soul Fuel Fitness? What what was that decision making? Because that's like that's a really big decision that I think a lot of our listeners struggle with is this idea that they work for someone else or they're working for other studios or they're maybe starting to build their own business or brand. But to actually open a studio feels like a huge leap of faith and a really scary transition. What made you do that? What kind of gave you that, um, the courage, I guess, or get rid of the fear rather than, but yeah. What made you kind of decide to do that? Well, as I was transitioning really out from my previous career, I had an addict in my house and I was renting out, um, studio spaces. Right. So, uh, as opposed to the previous industry I'd been in, um, the entertainment world, my fitness industry grew like my fitness business, just, it was really just me, MJ Shaw at the time. It was called Dynamic Fitness. Uh, It grew so quickly. In uh, three years, I had 250 clients. So, um, and I I really wasn't doing that much market. I was just like, it was just word of mouth. And then people hear about the, so the You're an amazing trainer. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, And, and, and places that I taught before sort of like followed me and, and, and found me. And the problem with renting space in Toronto, at least- (laughs) back then, back in the before times, was that it was really hard to get space, Um, a space with mirrors, because I teach also a lot of dance classes. And so I was really struggling. I was like, I'm running out of space. I can only teach three classes. 
And then I had a kid. So I, I did years of fertility, fertility treatments. And then, um, which was also t- took up a lot of time. So I was limited in some respects. Uh, but then once I had my kid and I would be, I went back to work 10 weeks postpartum after mm-hmm. a C-section because I had these 250 clients. So I didn't right. want the business to fall. But they were coming into my house. So I'd be like finishing nursing. And then we'd go up to my studio and then they'd be waiting in the room with the crying baby. And I'd just have like milk all over me. And it was like, my husband was on paternal. It was chaos within my house. So where I had the majority of my clients in the house, which was actually served me fine for several years. But once I had a kid and, and then we started a nanny share and there was another kid running around, I was like, this is not conducive. And I also just needed to grow the business. Like I could not, I couldn't sustain the amount of people that I was getting in, that I was getting in. And I was like, there's only so much personal training and so much teaching I can do. I actually need other people. Totally. You hit the ceiling. I hit the ceiling. Um, So we started to look around and I'd also helped open up a lot of fitness businesses. Like there's, you know, I won't go through the list, but I had worked in business development with so many other fitness companies. I'd also started my own retreat company, my own theater company, my own corporate entertainment company. So I had a lot of entrepreneurial background. I wasn't mm-hmm. starting from uh, from zero. Right. Um, and as a result, I drafted up uh, a business plan and I submitted it and I got a million dollar grant to wow. uh, yeah, business. Well, it was a business loan to buy a building. So that's incredible. My, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, uh, we, you know, we, we, I was like, what is the best way to do this? Cause I was looking around at rent in my neighborhood and where I would be able to get my clientele. And I was like, I, this is bananas. It's like 15, $20,000 a month for rent. Right. And you don't own anything and you're going to put in $250,000 to set this place up and you're not going to get anything out of it. And I thought, I think we should buy a building. And right. so we did, and that's how we did it. We got the, um, a business, uh, uh, a business loan for the mortgage, and then we had the money to set it up. And uh, my father um, helped with the renovations, and my husband, um, you know, his job was secure, so he was able to co-sign on on the loan. And so everything was sort of. But I was doing this while I had a very, very new baby, so it was a lot. Yeah, and. Uh, we took possession of the building in February and then we opened in September and then <laughs> the following March, the pandemic hit. Right. No. And yeah. that's, I, and I know you poured so much, like I was following you, obviously, like, I mean, you've been connected, like you and I've been connected for many years and I was following your whole journey of when you were renovating the building and everything. And you spent so much time, money, energy, support, so much love into your studio. And then to have it, open up and start building and growing to then have it shut down. Like that must've been the most devastating feeling. Like that must've just felt like absolute like heartbreak in those moments. Well, it's hard because it's interesting because um, no, none of us knew how long it was going to be at the time. It's only in yeah. hindsight that you're like, oh, it's heartbreaking because at the time it was like, what is happening? Like right. I was you're such like, a okay, denier. Two weeks shut down and then we'll be, be reopen. That's kind of what everybody thought. I guess you're right. And then yeah. Beginning. So it, it must have been a few months into it that you kind of were like, what is going well, on? Well, 
this was, I think, part of my pandemic success as a studio was uh, I remember. So we shut the doors on I think it was around the 15th, the 16th, 17th. Everything shut down. Mm-hmm. And I remember and I stayed home for a few days as everybody did. Because we're like, what is this thing? It's like, are, are we going to go outside? Never things going to kill us. Like we just right. didn't have a grasp on it. Yeah. And then by the following Monday, I was like, what is happening? I have a business. I have a million dollar loan to pay. I have, uh, I'd let go of my employees, but like that loan wasn't going away and I couldn't sell the building during a pandemic. It became really clear to me. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to sell this. I can't walk away from this. I'm going to slowly start going bankrupt. If I just let all these bills, like, what am I going to, what am I going to do? I was like, I can't just sit. And I'd had international clients on zoom for years. Right. So I was like, oh yeah, there's that thing called Zoom. (laughs) And uh, I have two instructors that live down the street and they're excellent. So I want it to happen in the studio because I want the quality to be good. I want the lighting to be good. And I'm just going to put together a schedule of like 20 classes a week for $20 a week. I'm going to do this really quickly. I did it in four days. So four days after we shut down, our online program was up in four days. Right. And we started and boom, 80% of our members signed up. That's amazing. So where everybody waited months and months and months to figure it out, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, I can figure this out. I can figure this out. I can do this and I can do it. And, uh, you know, it took a little while, like things like AirPods and sound and how to do this and this, that, the other thing, you know, yeah, it was a bit the bumpy glitches, at the beginning. Of course. The glitches, but we were running by March, like the end of March, we had 20 classes a week running. And Amazing. nobody had anything to do. Everybody was at home freaking out. Right. So <laughs> there, it became like a religious and a real communal um, gathering every day. Like everybody would be like, this is the one thing I have to do today. Like, this is it. It's coming <laughs> to this hip hop class or coming to this. And the beauty about Zoom where it wasn't recorded, right? Because anybody can p- press YouTube and play a YouTube was that it was like, hey, hey, Amanda, how are you doing today? The beginning of every class would be like it was when you came to the studio, a co- like a communal chat. And then we would do this thing. And then after class, everybody would talk and commune. And so it really, um, it became people's, it was no longer just fitness. It was like a lifeline for people, including myself and my staff. <laughs> You know, right. we had something to do every day. Um, it's, it's so interesting so, that you say that, though, about like the communal aspect, too, because this is one thing that we teach even in our fitness and nutrition expert certification is the idea that if you don't build community within your class and outside of your class, that's what will your classes will really struggle. Your programs will really struggle. Do you agree with that statement? 100%. Yeah. Anybody, you, you know, a squat is a squat is a squat anywhere you teach it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how you teach it. And then what you're going to talk about before and after, like what you're bringing well, one of our of principles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're really small. Our, our studios boutique, the online program has grown, but you know, when we opened part of our training was by the third time you see somebody in your class, you have to know their name. Like you have to. Um, and for my manager, it was like, Hey, are you Amanda? I see you've signed a hi. So like the second they walk in the door, they're greeted by name. Right. Um, so and that's the other thing about Zoom too, is you're in people's homes with them. So like mm-hmm. now I know their kids and their dog, and I know the piece of art and where they bought it on their walls. And, right. you know, we'll have coffee. We talk about the coffee. So it's, it's become now we're in everybody's house. 
mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. You know, yeah. I did and not it's, predict this. I think it's too, it's interesting because it's really what you make of it, right? Because for you, it was like, okay, we see it as an opportunity to really connect. And some people feel like it's just an opportunity to like press play, record, and then shut it off. Now, what about, like you were saying that that was one of your sort of successes to help you through the pandemic. Do you have anything else that you specifically did in your business that helped you to be successful? Because I know you were able to keep your doors open. You're able to keep your staff on. You even, I believe, hired during the pandemic. We, so, I, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So during that process, I know where a lot of people were really struggling. And I want to share this because there are still a lot of people struggling in this industry. So what, what other things did you do in your business to help you kind of su- succeed and um, get past this? It, it goes back to community. I, I was, you know, it became very clear that it was not just about working out anymore. And so, and, and also just maintaining connection, like keeping that, that cord. And I really, and I really do care about everybody. Like I I think there's an authenticity to myself and our trainers. Like we really do care about our members and we really get to know each other. And there are people that have been with me for 20 years. Like I brought that whole crew. So just building on the community. So we did a lot of like, um, challenges. So we did at the beginning of this year, we did an 100 day fitness challenge to get us through this harsh winter of the lockdown. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, throughout we did soul talk. So I'd say what what's of interest to you? Oh, menopause. Okay, so we'll bring on a perimenopause. What's of interest to you? Oh, the vaccine. Okay, so we'll bring on Canada's vaccine expert. So we created these soul talks, um, lots of psychiatrists that, you know, things of interest. Um, then we'd have online trivia parties. So our um, at the end of our challenges, we would do like and tons of prizes, money prizes. So really getting like, you know, would be like $700 wins, $1,000 wins. Um, so big wins that really kept people on board. Well, yeah, everybody uh, loves anything with money. They're like, what? Yes. it's not just a t-shirt. I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, and tri- yeah, trivia parties, online parties. We did online shows because I was able to bring. So I had like aerialists that were living in their aerial places hadn't been able to perform. And so all these people wanted to perform. And of course, everybody wants to listen. So yeah. I had this huge art space. So we did like a show online for people. Uh, you know, we did all sorts of community stuff just to keep people connected. Um, mm-hmm. And it'll be amazing when the doors open up, depending on where people live. But the people that are Toronto based will walk in and they'll be like, I've never met you, but yeah. I know you. <laughs> oh, my! Oh wow. That's that's Jennifer. You're the one I'm always talking to. So, you know, it'll be really interesting because people have created these relationships online. Completely. And never actually met. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely true. It's so interesting. It's like when people will sometimes be on the phone with me or something and they're like, I listen to your podcast all the time. I feel like I feel like I already know you or like they've taken our certification and then they're like, yes so weird. They'll run into me in an event or something. And they're like, it's so weird to actually meet you. Like you're a real person, right? So that's you're really a real, cool. uh, you I are am. a real person and you are very <laughs> much a real person. I can, I can say for sure that you yes. are. <laughs> now when, when we were talking, so we were talking about like how you kind of like sustained your business. Now, what other things would you have for anybody who, cause like COVID hit people from like Yes, from a business standpoint, but even personally, it was like mentally and physically, it was massive, right? And it still is Mm -hmm. to this day. People were really struggling with that. Do you have any kind of tips that you shared with your members of Soul Fuel Fitness that you could maybe share with our listeners today about how to kind of 
help, like even just like small fitness or wellness or mindset tips that you kind of shared along the path that you can, maybe your top three that you can share with us? Yeah. So much of it, I think is creating the habit. And I know it's that everybody talks about habit creation and habit change. And, and uh, for me, it's just about get it into your books. If you need a coach or, or a trainer, that's going to keep you accountable. It's the other thing that was good about live classes mm-hmm. is I'd be like, Hey, I didn't see you yesterday, Robin. I really missed you. So they knew that uh, they were accountable. 100%. So that's one of the things that's really nice about, about being a trainer and being live is there's accountability. Um, but for uh, make yourself either accountable to, um, to, you know, a program or to uh, another, a a fitness uh, buddy, you know, an accountability buddy or to a trainer, Uh, but schedule something every day, schedule something, give yourself one rest day um, and try and move every day. Even if it's only, you know, during our 100 day challenge, because the idea was to work for to move every day for 100 days. Right. Um, the off day was a seven minute movement sequence, which was really just felt good. And you can play your favorite songs and do it, but it kept in and the people that sort of program it around the same time every day, mm-hmm. that tends to help your success rates. So if you're like, I'm somebody that needs to work out early in the morning, then do it every day at 630 or 930, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But the consistency is a huge thing because then you build the habit and you, you, you start to have all the reap all the positive rewards for, uh, you know, the endorphins and the energy um, and all the feel good stuff. And so when you take a few days off working out, you start to feel like you, you haven't brushed your teeth. I compare it to like, <laughs> so if you true. took three days off brushing your teeth, you start to feel like, Oh, I don't, I just don't feel good. I don't feel. And you start to feel like that when you, when fitness is really a part of your life, um, you start to feel like, Oh God, I haven't worked out in three days. I feel icky. And so that's the point I'm really hoping to get everybody to is, is making it a making movement really a daily habit. And it was really hard in the pandemic because people were locked in their house or maybe they were scared to go out or maybe they were advised not to go out. Um, Or their gyms were shut down and that was like their routine. So it was like finding a new routine, finding something that made sense to them that was a change, but still didn't feel like too much of a change, I think was really hard. And then of course, a lot of places, like people were trying to buy fitness equipment, it was sold out. And they're trying to buy like dumbbells and on Amazon, they're selling them for like $200 like it's just there was so much like price gouging and all these kinds of things happening around health and fitness because people were trying to get healthy yes yeah Yeah, and then people were taking advantage of it I, I think that that's another thing um we, we had fitness equipment made. It sold mm-hmm. like this. So that was another thing we did. I did um, see that. Yeah. I remember you were selling dumbbells like for pickup at your studio. Yes. And then we rented out. If you became a member, we rented them out to you at the beginning. Right. At the beginning, we we gave them away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then we, we, you know, there was like creative ways to like make a backpack into a kettlebell. So we did some workshops like that. Um, but three tips. I don't know if I entirely answered that. I I mean, for me, I'm just really working to find people's motivators. Um, This is one thing. This is one silver lining, I think, of the pandemic is that, um, you know, 98% of people go to the gym or work out to to lose weight or for aesthetic purposes. We know that that's always that's that's long. long It's the number one reason why people start on their journey. Usually that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I always say it's like the reason they will come in the door, but it's never the reason they will stay with us. 100%. I know. I always (laughs) teach that too. I'm always like, it's okay if that's the starting point, but our job is to be able to transition them into seeing all of the other benefits so that it becomes a lifestyle as opposed to just a 
opportunity for this one particular thing. Right. Because then what happens? You lose the 10, 20 pounds and then what? And so there's got to be you more just take to 10 it. Steps backwards. That's, that's why we see so many people struggle and jumping from program to program in this industry, because they're just going, they'll take a program, have success, feel great. They haven't changed their mindset, their habits. And so then they just go back to their old ways. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. And so I found during the pandemic that people were finally working out for the right reasons. They're like, I'm not going to work. I'm not wearing, I'm not going anywhere. I have nobody to look good for. Um, there's so many filters on Instagram. It doesn't even matter. Nobody actually looks like themselves. Uh, I know. And that's actually so like, that's a side note. Like that is so creepy. How many, the, right? like how those filters are is like, oh my gosh, I never even realized how many, I don't really use a lot of them and I can't even imagine how many there yeah, are out there. So I know insane. people are living in an Instagram filtered world. It's yeah. bananas. <laughs> uh, then people were starting to work out. Like they were like, oh my God, my mental health is it's the days that I don't work out. I really noticed the difference the days I do work out. And so I was starting to feel it finally, oh my God, people are getting it. Like they're yeah. really seeing that, that fitness, that, that, that a bit of movement and a bit of connection and a little really does make a massive difference. So I felt like the pandemic taught that, taught what we've been trying to teach. It might take years for somebody to learn. It took a couple months instead. Right. Um, it made a really big difference. Uh, and especially the MO of our studio, which is, uh, is fitness for mental health. Um, it was like, Oh, okay. This is a silver lining. Um, people are really getting it. And then there was a lot of like barriers to entry that had um, diminished, like the travel time. It was amazing. People could turn on their computer and be like, hey, I'm here. Wow, yeah. that was quick. <laughs> uh, and, and so that was also a benefit um, cost. You know, we, we, we kept sliding scale. We kept our costs affordable. So, you know, we're at once other studios had started to like open up their costs were like, you know, often quite a bit more than ours. Right. Um, and then we had a pay what you choose program that was supported by other members. So if you lost your job, you could keep your membership for free. I was going to say you had that amazing community initiative yeah. that you sent out. And, and I think things like that were just, it was so amazing that you offered that and so great that your community, because of the community you created, they all did come together and really help support one another. And that's really what it's about, right? It's, I think it's human nature. It is about helping other people, right? Like that's yes. our goal is to be able to help other people live their best life as well. And so by you doing that, you allowed for that. So I'm grateful that you did that. I am too. I'm, I'm grateful for that people didn't, we didn't lose people, right? Yeah. And that, because it was really depressing. You lose your job, then you can't work out with the people that you want. You know, it, it's a spiral. And then what was amazing is we had so many people that once they got their jobs, back. Not only did they sign up for the full membership, but then they contributed to the program. I had so many people that were like, this is how much was the value of what you gave me for free. I'm going to put it back into the, into the bucket. Love it. I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I have like goosebumps. (laughs) I know. I'm like, that's so amazing. Cause that really is. It's like, it is that give and take, you know, like there has to be that in life. And so that's, that's incredible that people were really like, they truly valued what it was that you offered to them. And then they were able to give that to somebody else and pay it forward. Yeah. Amazing. And the beauty again of online is we're not limited by 15 people in a room. Yeah. Online is way more versatile in terms of being able to be accessible mm-hmm. um, in a way that, you know, I really couldn't do in the studio. I could only fit so many people in and, and generally they had to be people that were paying us, you know, a drop in studio or membership price. Right. And so it really reduced my ability to be accessible. Whereas uh, online, now, what would you say to anyone who's still in a position where they're 
feeling like they want to get involved in health and fitness, but online still maybe intimidates them or makes them uncomfortable, or they feel like the experience won't be the same. Like, do you mean in terms of teaching or? No, uh, in terms of participating. Oh. Yeah. Cause I know that I hear people say that, you know, like, oh, I loved my trainer, but going online with them might not be. So what would you say to someone right now who's listening and thinking, okay, you know what, maybe I do want to check out a class at Soul Food Fitness, but I don't know if I really want to do online. It's not my vibe or whatever. Like, how do you, what is it that you think you need to deliver on? And what do these people need to get past to be able to enjoy the experience of it? Yeah, that's a really great question. Well, I mean, I think it's like Brussels sprouts. Everybody, nobody <laughs> thought they were going to like Brussels sprouts until you put I this love, beautiful way, you put so some oil good. and seasoning, you put them on the barbecue, they're delicious. They're and so sometimes I think you just have to try it, right? You just have to like get past the idea of something and actually try it. Yeah. Um, and I'll be bold and say, not everybody makes Brussels sprouts equally as well, right? True. So um Sometimes they're soggy. Yes, sometimes they're <laughs> soggy. Sometimes they weren't organic and, and they don't taste very good. Uh, so I think, you know, I think there's some reasons why why we did well. Uh, and I went and I took a whole bunch of classes because I was really curious to see, to see what people were doing. So the, the branding and the, the technical quality was really important to me. So we all, we just, we taught all of our classes and we still do for the most part in studio. So the lighting was good. We had the weight rack. I set decked it. Clearly you can see people. Um, so there was immediately people going like, Oh, professional, this looks like, you know, when we're competing with the Pelotons of the world, we've got to be sharp right, right. Mm-hmm. uh and then sound quality music mix um the rec- everything was recorded and at first they were just recorded and uploaded but then i started doing some nice edits putting in waterboards so um really making and if something wasn't good or there was a lot of mistakes in the class we didn't put it in the on demand right um so really making sure that the tech and the sound was sharp because that can really throw you off when you go online you're like i can't see them i can't hear them (laughs) properly the music is oh you know whatever it causes frustration it causes frustration Uh, and the other thing was the beginnings, you know, classes are 45 minutes, but I pay people for an hour. So I want the beginning and end to also be part of the class experience, mm-hmm. which was just that it's like, Hey, you've shown up. How are you doing? Have a chat, check in with people. Cause that's the disassociation too. I think with online is, um, is that you're sitting in your house and you haven't, you know, this isn't a, you know, you were never expecting to work out in your bedroom. That was not the expectation. And so there's still that interaction. And then at the other, at the user end, you really do have to carve out a space for yourself. You know, some people do really well with their cats and kids crawling all over them. And like, I see it and I'm like, kudos to you. Um, But part of where I saw people lose it was I was like, you have to be religious about your sacred time. Like, sorry, but you tell your husband, you have 45 minutes, take them close the door and take that time and space for your self-care. You will be a better human. You will be a better mother. You'll be a better employee. Um, women specifically have a really hard time putting down those, those setting those boundaries. And so I was, you know, I did a lot of messaging of, of you're in your house all day long. 
these people, you can walk away from them for 45 minutes and they should give you that space too. You know, I had women that were like, the only private space I have is bathroom. I was like, great. You're going to do dips on the toilet. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> um, you're going to close the door. Like I had people that were working out in their, in their walk-in closets and would like <laughs> put a lock on and you could hear the kids outside being like, mommy, are you in there? Are you in there? <laughs> I'd be like, ignore them. Oh uh, you know, so there's, there's all these, there's always, um, there's always obstacles, but there's also always solutions. And often the solutions lie in valuing your time and your self-care. And, um, and I think that we could really, really afford to, to do that more as women is really um, putting some, some firm boundaries on what that is for you. And then, and then you just feel better. Um, and yeah, some of the other online things, uh, I think you have to find your right online trainer. Maybe it wasn't the trainer that it was when you were going to a studio. Maybe somebody, maybe it's somebody different. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you prefer some people, you know, loved the privacy of being able to turn off their camera. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot more bravery. Like our dance classes were packed in a way that I was like, why is everybody because nobody's watching. Right. I can finally do this in my living room with you. I am not exaggerating. I almost signed up for your classes, for your dance classes, because I love your dance classes, but I am not a dancer. You know that. You've seen me dance. I can't I dance. think you're fantastic. Well, thank you, MJ. But I almost signed up for them, but then my schedule, it just didn't work for my schedule. But I was like, I want to do it because for that reason, I'm like, I love to dance, but I'm embarrassed to dance in public because I'm like really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in no, your but living room, you're amazing. Oh yeah. Like with my daughter, like she thinks I'm the best dancer and yeah. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe she's onto something. Okay. Perhaps. Perhaps. Well, this is the thing is that people like got brave, um, in the privacies of their, in the privacy of their home. And I, I hadn't, uh, you know, it was like, so there was a few things I was like, Oh, I learned a lot. I hadn't thought about the intimidation factor of walking into a studio for any class. I mean, dance a lot, but any class, it's really intimidating to walk in amongst of course. people that you perceive as being more fit than you or more this than you, whereas in your home, there's way more leisure, um, there's way a bit more, more autonomy as well. Like you're just, yeah. yeah. Like you just, you have the ability to just be yourself in your space. You feel comfortable in your space. It's not, it doesn't have that same, like that exactly the same intimidation. I used to always feel that at yoga studios, yeah. the intimidation factor when you walk in and then you're sitting on your mat waiting for the class to start and people are like doing the pre-yoga yoga, you know, the ones yeah, that are in the splits and, and, and back stuff. arches. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Uh-oh, <laughs> I'm out of my league, right? Even though I'm a certified yoga instructor and I can do, like my practice is strong, I still would have those feelings. So I can only imagine if somebody was just walking in for their first time, how yeah. they feel in that way. Whereas if it's online, you have this like ability to just kind of flow with it and not feel nervous about it. And then maybe yeah. one your camera on if you're getting to that point. Yes. When that would start to happen too, like at this point, because most of our membership is like people that have been with us for a while right now. Yeah. And I would say 90% of people keep their cameras on because they also want, what's great is that you, we can coach people. We have a massive screen. We've got a big screen so that we can really see everybody. Yeah. So there is the live coaching component it. to it that um, you don't get if you're watching a video. Um, but yeah, people will be like, oh, wow. Hey, Katie, you've been with us for three months. It's so great to see you. And you know, it's just like, I finally got to the point. I'm cool. I'm ready for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if that answered your question. I love it. We're just going yes. off on tangents. It's yeah, great. no, that's wonderful. Now, okay. I do have two last things I wanted to ask you now. Um, 
what do you think you see happening in this industry post pandemic? Cause the pandemic, I know that there's a lot of people that want to, like, we have a lot of people that want to get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches. They're coming, they're looking at Fitchicks Academy and they're like, but we're in the middle of a pandemic or we're hopefully at the tail end of this pandemic. And I don't know what's going to, I don't know what's going to happen next. What do you personally think is the, what's going to happen to the industry? And of course, I also want to know then the second question is what is your vision for soul fuel fitness in total? And then also for the next year, what do you envision seeing for your own business as well? So I have a lot of questions too. I think, you know, when I look at users, I think there's the people and we're seeing them already in outdoor classes and we're starting to offer classes in our back alley. They're just like chomping at the bit to get back working out with people. There are people that maybe didn't adapt to online. They don't have interest. They're like, I work on Zoom all day. I do not want to do any classes. Uh, I do not want to look at a computer. They're just ready and they're, um, they're excited. So I think we'll see that initial flux of people come in, uh, which will be exciting. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of people that are still scared. I call it Stockholm syndrome, where the pandemic is the, um, <laughs> the yeah. person keeping you in and, and people will be afraid for a while yeah. and they won't feel safe in um, high risk spaces. And really a gym is a high risk space. Mm-hmm. And so there'll be a, a quotient of people that either it will take a little bit longer or may never come back to the gym, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the same way as you might never go back to a spa uh, or any of those spaces that you perceive as um, being unsafe. Uh, And then I think there's a a big crew of people that, and we have these people too, where they've adapted to online and, and online has become amazing for them. It's, it's, it's gotten people more healthy and more fit than they've ever been because there's less barriers to entry. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think a lot of them, you know, we've had members say, listen, I, I love your studio and I might come back once a week, but I live 45 minutes away and I can see you and it feels really good. And it's like, so I think there's a lot of people that will maybe do a hybrid experience. will keep whatever online fitness thing they've adapted to, and then maybe come back here and there. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of that. So, um, we're in I agree. Position. Sorry. I was just going to say, I agree with you on that aspect too, because I do think, you know, I, I think that right now, if you are considering getting certified or getting into the industry, or if you already are in the industry, right now is the opportunity to really like present some in-person programming. I was saying to a lot of our students and our graduates of our program that like right now, if you're thinking of ever doing a retreat or anything, you want to try to sell it now, even if it's not for this year, even if it's for 2022, but people are starting to think about those things and plan those things now. And they're so looking forward to those kinds of opportunities. So you want to kind of like get into that. And it's not about taking advantage. It's about showing opportunity, right? It's about like giving people the opportunity to make a choice, to be able to see what's possible for them in the future, because everyone is just so tired of feeling like they're not everyone, but a lot of people feeling like really enclosed and like feeling really stuck. So they're looking for like travel opportunities. They're looking for like classes and communities and just connection again, because we've all kind of had this disconnect happening, even though we've all tried. I know, I don't know about you, but even for me with my friends, like we tried doing zoom calls in the beginning, we were doing zoom calls all every Friday. And then we were all just like, I can't, I, I mean, I've worked online for like seven years straight now. Like, so I'm, I'm always online. So I was like, this isn't fun. Yes, <laughs> I'm always I get online. That. Yeah. So it's yep. just, you know, people need that in-person stuff too. So I, I completely agree with you on that. Yeah. Well, and this is it is I think there are a lot of questions and, and people are, are, and, and there'll be people that'll say, oh yeah, I'll come back. I'll come back. But 
this is one thing we've noticed. So we are online. We basically did fit checks. We, we did what you guys had done and we created this huge um, outdoor program. So yeah. 25 classes a week across the city. Um, and they sold out really, really quickly. And that was really exciting. So sold out means nine people per class because there was limitations when we first started. Of course. And then four people would show up maybe five in almost all the classes. And it, it, it didn't impact us financially, but I was like, what is going on? Or should we have all sold? I'm like, why can't we? And the major feedback was, I don't know how to get anywhere anymore. Like I did not account for, I have to get ready, go to the place, show up, do like people haven't had to leave their house for appointments, haven't had to go to work. Like, so that mental switch of actually having to, to, to make to appointments stuff. Yeah. Stuff is going to be something I think all the, and, and people are noticing it with restaurants and patios, people make reservations and 70% of people aren't showing up for the reservations. So it's really interesting. The psychology of what's going to happen um, is, is really, uh, I think we're not going to know. We're not going to know until we know um, my, my, I think, you know, we'll have a nice burst in the fall. Then um, as everything becomes really cloistered inside, um, during the fitness push in January, I really, I'm like praying, praying, praying. We don't have another boost in COVID. Like I just hope there's no other relapses or waves or this, that, the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and assuming that it doesn't, that I think we're really going to see 2022 is when I'm sort of like, we'll start to really understand what the trends are at right. that point. Because right now we're just kind of going, people are just getting vaccinated. People are just emerging. They're like moving the cobwebs. They're like, what? Oh God. Okay. What am I going to do now? Um, <laughs> And so what we've noticed so far is there's lots of desire, but the the ability to commit is really hard. People are finding it hard to transition. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see what happens with that. So what we're doing with Soul Fuel is I'm... I've got like a list of all the different ways in which we can engage. So there's online, there's outdoors, there's in-studio like specific coaching circuits. There's in-studio hybrid. So we have a big screen up on our, so we'll have like 10 people in the studio, say 30 people online. And it's a hybrid class. That will be the majority of, we did it last summer and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, and it worked out of course, personal training, and then um, still keeping outdoor classes across the city and then retreats. So the different, ways in which we can like we've got like our list of different ways in which we can engage Mm -hmm. and then sort of seeing and then then the users tell us right what they're going to do um and then we'll move as we do we sort of go like okay well right now outdoor classes are really big because it's all people can do but as we reopen in august do we see a shift do we cancel some of those classes due to that so we're always we're always adapting it's just going to be fluid for the next probably for the next year or so just a constant change and paying attention to i think you know one thing you said that was really important is it's about paying attention to your consumers is paying attention to your clients and listening to them even though you may think that something is going to be great you have to listen. And I know this by my own experience, right? Like when we were running Fit Chicks bootcamp programs and we would be like, oh, let's add on a yoga portion, like a hybrid yoga thing. And we'd be like, oh yeah, that'd be so cool. And then we'd have like two people sign up and we're like, oh, we think it's cool, but it doesn't always mean that our people think it's cool. That's it. Right. And so That's it is it. just about paying attention and listening and knowing when to shift 
I think that that's a really important thing. So for anyone listening right now, it's really about looking at the trends and paying attention to it. Don't make the decision to pull um, a program or anything right away. Give it some time to kind of breathe and have a life of its own and kind of learn and grow. But then, you know, maybe after three months is when you're like, okay, this really isn't working now. It's not picking up any kind of momentum. And then therefore I need to pull it. Yeah, 100%. That's, yeah, because... People is, you know, and and branding is huge, right? People start to associate a brand with certain things. Mm -hmm. And as long as you are happy with those things and and that feels authentic and representative of what you set out to create, don't fight it. Yeah. (laughs) No. I agree. Go with it. What would you say is your is the brand perception for soul feel fitness? Because like when I think of your brand, I think of it as in inclusive, high energy and community. Like those are like the three main words. Yeah, that's, that kind of it, comes to me. that's exactly what, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. That, that's exactly what comes to mind for me, just knowing your brand. And that's just for anyone listening. I'd never asked her this question before. I'm just actually saying what I think when I look at your brand. Okay. So that's great. I'm glad that that's coming. I'm glad that that's the perception that's going yeah. out there. Um, yeah. Fun, high energy, but, and we, but we also have a yoga and Pilates program. So also ver- versatility, variety, yeah. you know, you, we really want you to be able to, to choose us because you like whatever the, the messaging and community and whatever's pulling you in, but you could have, you could be, have been totally sedentary for years and still be able to walk in, or you can be a total fitness guru. And we do have this extreme, like right. we have a class that's taught by Rochelle. Her son takes it. Her mother takes it. Her grandmother takes it. She's teaching it four generations in one <laughs> class. That's and, awful. and so we really do try and, um, and, and cater to a broad spectrum. Of course, we have more specific, we do have like a, a, functional fitness over 65. We have a teen fitness program. We have a kids program. Mm -hmm. So we do have really specific programs. We call those like our, our outshoot programs for people that might be nervous to come in to what we call the the regular program, like a general program. Yeah. And so we do these six weeks sort of like intro programs and then we go, okay, you you could totally do these five classes in our regular schedule um, and then work your way up. And we've seen people, it's incredible to watch a year ago, they were doing like the soul stretch or the soul sculpt, like all the low impact. And now they're doing like hit and boot camp, and like, <laughs> you know, now they can do everything. So really watching the progress, their fitness mm-hmm. progress happen. Um, but yeah, we, you know, inclusivity is a big deal for us. Um, representation, diversity, mm-hmm. uh, this month is, um, you know, it's a, it's a special needs and disability month. So we're really going to be looking at that because we do, um, we do train uh, several clients who, you know, have Down syndrome, have autism. So we're going to, you know, we, we haven't even spoken about that really out to the world, but I feel like, oh, this is a great opportunity to let people know that this is something else we're, we're, we're looking to expand upon. I love so that. I really want it to be a community hub where you could bring your whole family, like, be like, oh, I can come with my sister. I could also bring my mom and I could bring my kid. Right. And everybody can get something out of it. Right. So I love that. I know we can't be everything to everyone and we're not, um, you know, we certainly have a higher end fitness. We have some trainers that do some great like bodybuilding, weightlifting and stuff like that, but we don't have a whole lot of equipment. It really mm-hmm. is a studio with dumbbells and small equipment. So mm-hmm. we're not a CrossFit. We're not, um, you know, a, a big weights and um, like a heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. We're not. And you can do that. If you join our personal training program, you can absolutely do that. We have a rack down the basement and machines, but uh 
really we're we're looking to get everybody in a in a either in an online space at home or, or in a space in a room and be like, what can we do? What is what are all the incredible things that we could possibly do with our body in this space? And how much fun can we make it? In your closet. You can yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> Uh, MJ, why don't you tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and Soul Fuel if they're interested in checking out some programs? For sure. So we have a website, the, mm-hmm. the World Wide Web, soulfuelfitness.ca. <laughs> of course, we're on Instagram and Facebook and all the social things. Uh, and I will um, give a free online class. Just all you have to do is just sign up for it. There's no bells and whistles. And you can try any online class uh, that you want through FitChicks give you a promo code. Uh, we also have uh, a free one week trial. So if you want to you can join as a member for a week and you can cancel anytime. So that's always possible. And you can also just reach out to me directly. We do these like free 30 minute consults. If you're like, okay, uh, this is where I'm at. This is what's happened. And we sort of go, okay, this might be, this might be the best program for you or this or this or this. So we're also happy to connect as humans directly. It's amazing. <laughs> and um, yeah. That's, that's awesome. You can reach us. That's amazing. MJ, thank you so much. Obviously, I love you so much and I'm so grateful to have you here. Um, Likewise. And to thank share you for your all message. your support. You guys are amazing. What I love is that you're training people and you're so good, at, so perfect for doing that. And then you also support and prop and like, it's, um, it's really empowering. It's really empowering for all of the people that have been in your life and we should be grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Don't make me emotional now, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, so for anyone listening, of course, you can also go to fitchicksacademy.com and in our resources, you can check out the podcast. That's where you can get the code to get your free class with soul fuel fitness. Um, So make sure you check that out at fitchicksacademy.com. Also we'll be posting it on our social handles. So make sure you check it out there. MJ, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you're doing in the industry and um, for your time today. Much love to you. Much success always. And everyone for listening, thank you so much. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, Fit Chicks. What's up? How's everyone doing? My name is Antonina, and I'm a fitness and nutrition expert graduate from 2019. And I'm here to tell you a little bit about what I've been up to since. And also to take the opportunity to give my thanks to Fit Chicks because you guys are just such an amazing tribe, always helping us out, always receiving us with open arms, always updating us on the latest trends and the latest news and supporting us in every way you can. So if... Just a quick shout out. If anybody's thinking about joining, do it. It's going to change your life for the better forever. (laughs) So what have I been up to since graduating? Well, I started off teaching fitness group classes and then I moved into doing one-on-ones, so personal training. I even got an opportunity to work at a box office gym, which was a lot of work and I realized was not really my jam. I missed that space to be creative and do my own thing and really be my own boss so I went back to working freelance and then it was going really well I was doing home sessions with families and stuff and then COVID hit so I had to pivot and go online right around the same time I was doing a face yoga certification which is my other passion which I thought was going to tie in beautifully with the FNE cert and face yoga is basically exercises that you do with your face and massages using your hands 
to help slow down the aging process, prevent aging from coming too quickly, and as well as correct and minimize certain things that just happen to our face through with life, you know, the wear and tear of daily life. So things like small lines, sagging cheeks, jowls, double chin, all things that are preventable. And it's really interesting because it's all connected to your body. So I started to realize that I'm really obsessed with this amazing, miraculous machine that we are, the human body. And I started doing another certification in quantum flow. So I am becoming a quantum flow practitioner. And quantum flow is another thing that is just really amazing. You're working at an energy level. And it's all leading me towards my dream. At the end of the Fit Chick certification, we had to write out what was like our big vision, you know, where we saw ourselves. And I wrote that I saw myself giving retreats, you know, retreats that were really for women, like all wild, you know, doing exercise, talking about nutrition, talking about our energy and everything. And it's happening. In February, I'm doing my first retreat, actually for Valentine's Day. And the the theme of it is self-love. You know, it's geared towards women. I'm going to be giving fitness classes. I'm going to be talking about nutrition. I'm going to be doing some quantum flow activations. I'm going to be teaching them face yoga. And it's all just geared towards loving yourself, nurturing yourself, taking care of yourself, your body, and all its different layers, right? Our physical body, mental body, emotional body, energetic body. How are we nourishing ourselves, not just with the food we're eating, but also the thoughts we're thinking, right? The music we're listening to. And then besides that, showing women that there's this new modality of abundance you know what can we bring into our lives what can we bring into our body to make it healthier and it's not that mentality that we grew up with and diet culture of scarcity of suffering of you know i have to go on a diet and i have to cut out all these things and i have to feel miserable and then i have to talk really badly to myself my inner critic because i ate that one cookie it's like no 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 you know let's look at it from a space of love and kindness let's start adding you know beautiful fruits and vegetables let's start adding more movement because it feels great to move it feels great to have this body you know let's start talking nice to ourselves because if the only relationship that matters at the end of the day is the relationship with how we have with ourselves if that's nurtured then everything else will be nurtured and fall into place so that's what i've been working on <laughs> And I need to update all my social media on it. But it's just been such a a beautiful ride. And I thought COVID was going to cause me to pause, but I was able to pivot. And like I mentioned at the beginning of this note, I mean, Fit Chicks was there ready to help us pivot, ready to give us tips on how to bring our businesses online. And I am eternally grateful because now I know that everything that I'm doing for my retreat, the things that I'm planning and stuff, I'm going to be able to also do it online, which is awesome. All right, guys, big hugs to everyone. All my best. Lots of love and light. Stay healthy. Stay nourished. Stay in love with yourselves. Once again, my name is Antonina, and I'll see you guys around. Now, if you are ready to get certified today and build the fitness and nutrition business of your dreams, we invite you to join our FitChix Academy upcoming certifications for our fitness and nutrition expert program, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certifications, so we can help you build a successful business using our proven formula that has helped hundreds of our graduates do the same. Learn more at 
www.fitchicksacademy.com. And we look forward to welcoming you to the Academy. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. 